This week we have a special guest, Abi. He's here joining us. So why did you actually want to do it? My my most simple answer is like I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else. That's like really great to hear, honestly, because I feel like these days, like especially with med, Indian parents just force their kids into the med yeah. field. He, he actually he won, won most competitive he in our won year. Most the only dub you got. <laughs> <laughs> oh! Welcome back, guys. Welcome back to the Famous Chili Podcast. This week, we have a special guest, Abi. He's here joining us from Monroe. But you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? All right. Uh, first of all, thank you guys for having me on, you know, the famous, you know, Chase one, you know, Pepper <laughs> Corn Fest. And um, there's, you know, we have like 15 different names for you guys, you know, so I'm just, I'm not going to rattle them out. But yeah. Um, yeah. So my name is Abi, like Nish said. Um uh, I went to Rutgers University for four years, just graduated. Now I'm heading to med school at Rowan University. And yeah, um, pretty much I know Prame because we're like old neighbors from like way back. Um, I love playing tennis, hiking, basketball. Those are my hobbies. And then, yeah, I just study medicine as my <laughs> primary career. So, yeah. Very cool, very cool. cool. It's very nice to meet you. And I'm so glad we can have you on the podcast today. Prime has been talking about you for a long I've been time. Up, bro. He's been He's been thanks, bro. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate also, it. one of the only people we know who actually says Prem as his actual name. Prem. 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 No, it's Prem. Um, but yeah, dude. So obviously, I've been in a couple of your YouTube videos, but like, kind of tell us a little bit about it, how you started, because I know like you and like some of your family friends, like Parishish, right? Like you guys started. What well, what was the name of the first? Like, I believe it was like What's Life or something What's like Life that. Was, like, yeah, that yeah. was like really cool. You guys like documented your cruises and stuff, which I thought was really cool. So like, how did you kind of get into editing and all that type of stuff? And like, what do you see your YouTube channel going into the future? Yeah. So uh, first off, we started off like doing just you know vacation videos, mm -hmm. and it was just filming our trips and just editing them. Uh, we started doing that because we literally just got like a GoPro. It was like the uh, most basic GoPro ever, like probably the Hero 3, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was like when it first came out, we were all like super hype. And we just started filming a bunch of stuff using GoPro Studios to edit our videos. And we said like, hey, this is actually pretty fun. So let's just keep doing it. And eventually we saved up. Uh, we did like this GoFundMe and we bought like a DSLR. And then we just actually started recording and stuff like that. And um, a little bit after that, though, like we got older and, you know, things happen. People move out. Yeah. We went to different colleges, so that kind of like died down. But then I was like, I still like enjoy making videos, so I still yeah. wanted to continue doing it. And so I just started up my own channel, started filming trips again. And now I don't, I honestly don't even know what my channel is about. I, I just film <laughs> random stuff at this point. Like literally last video was like a hydro dipping video with shoes that I just found in the archives. And I was like, I'll just edit it. But yeah, uh, just random stuff as of now. And hopefully for the next four years, I think I'm going to be focusing more on like medicine related content. So, yeah, yeah. Cool. I love that, man. Like I, I'm in a similar place with you with YouTube and stuff, man. Like I, I've been making YouTube videos my whole life. Like I made my first channel when I was six. Oh, nice. And I was just sitting there like my dad would film me. I would play with like Pokemon or like Legos. And like then I started moving on to like stop motion Lego movies. Mm -hmm. And then I took like a long gap. And then in sixth grade, I came back, did some gaming videos, did like in-person challenges and stuff. And then I had a long gap of not really doing anything until this. Yeah. And so I was talking to one of our friends the other day about it. How important do you think it is to have that kind of crea creative outlet when you consider yourself a creative person? Because I personally found that in the few years that I wasn't really doing anything, 
it's a lot harder to go through other things in life when you don't have that kind of creative outlet. So do you, do you have a similar experience with that? I definitely like, it's like something you do when you're, you know, not grinding for like your career or something. It's like a great escape. Um, and like just, you know, tuning to different parts of your brain with creativity. It's like, I'm just not a person who just likes to study. Like I also like doing other stuff outside of that too. Yeah. So like channeling that creativity, I think is very important because it just helps me like stay sane sometimes yeah. during yeah. like crazy times. Yeah. How do you fit in uh, all the editing and like videoing into your like busy schedule? Because I'm sure as a med school student, you have an abundance of studying to do, an abundance of tests, and just in general, you have a lot to work towards because obviously you're in med school. So like exactly how do you fit that into your schedule? Yeah, definitely. It's it gets tough. Um, like I'm I'm gonna be like super honest. Like I've just been recently consistent with uploading videos. I had like probably like a year gap, um, between like these recent uploads only because I was taking the MCAT at that time. So uh, it's it's literally about like prioritizing. So as of now, I literally don't have anything to do. So that's why I'm like pushing out like a lot of videos. But when I'm like grinding for like um exams boards stuff like that i'll probably like posting a lot less frequently but mm -hmm. at least trying to make an effort to put stuff out there so like you know that i'm i don't feel like burnt out right yeah, exactly yeah. yeah that is very sick mm -hmm. honestly i've been i've I looked over like a lot of your content uh this morning actually and like a lot of it was like the I test have. in the morning you gotta grind and <laughs> yeah, get that extra <laughs> my mom would wake up at 7 a.m just to you know do my uh film background study. Research. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Film study, yeah. film study. quick flashcards you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um a lot of what you did was like a, a lot of your content was like vacation based so are you looking into like are you like looking into branch out of youtube and like move into like photography and like or like actual video editing or do you just like want to do this just for like to like pass the time or just so you don't get burnt out like do you see this going anywhere further that's a that's a great question so as of now i i'm like i'm just riding the wave so at this point it just feels like um something i do for fun but if it does end up turning like into something bigger or better i'm i'm down for that it would be cool uh but yeah like like i said like it's just something that i can't put too much time into but if it becomes something i would definitely like try to like put more effort into it mm. yeah yeah because i know because i know i i saw like in one of your videos you have like a really nice like video camera as well mm -hmm. and like on tiktok i'll like look and i'll find all these different like cool like like fast edits of like nice scenery and i know that like a lot of your older content was like vacation based so right. it gives you a lot of space to like make that type of content because like a lot of that content on like tiktok especially i find really cool because i like watching those cuts and like yeah. if someone if you were to get into that i would definitely watch you for sure awesome that's yeah. awesome you got a fan, yeah. Yeah, yeah i got I a fan right here reels are actually really cool like yeah. on the edits yeah yeah mm -hmm. the only thing i would say with that is like um be, like people don't realize how much time it takes to oh, edit those so it's, it's yeah. like yeah. unless you so actually much. get into it oh my god it's such a pain because like I, i'm doing i do like color grading um yeah. there's like obviously just cutting down the footage because there's so much yeah. and then just like trying to f like formulate a story with what you know mm. footage you have so i i never realized like at first like when i watch like shows and stuff like i was like oh it shouldn't be too hard but then when you actually get be, like behind the process then you realize like how much time you have to actually yeah, put yeah, in for yeah. sure. I feel like I that's how it is with like exactly. everything when it comes to creation like people will look at anything and think like oh yeah i can yeah, do that it's so it. easy right. yeah. Yeah. then you start and you're like oh uh, yep. Like, yep. Yeah, even just like starting a podcast like we look at all these pods like oh like just making conversation or any of that stuff is super easy but then when you actually like 
think about it, it takes a lot, and yeah. it's very has to be very meticulous. Yeah, yeah. You're all there's like four or five hours a week on it. Yeah, right. And then, yeah. oh my bad, I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh, you're good, you're good. But like, if you look like at a podcast like Impulsive, they you realize like they have a film crew, they have like yeah. editor ed- and ed- yeah. editor crew, exactly. and yeah. then it it just feels like you know when you like put out some content, it's like edited by me, filmed by me, yeah. you know, and then it just gets like it's like crazy. You just got to do all this stuff. Yeah. I it would be nice to have an editing crew. I'm not even gonna lie. That that would, that would <laughs> save all yeah, of our time. You got right. the money, man. <laughs> you got the money. <laughs> Get your hedge fund to sponsor us, dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Anyways, oh the thing I was saying was I think that's a big thing with a lot of like young kids. Like whenever kids are like, oh, I want to be a YouTube creator, right? whatever. I mean, you always only see the glamorous part of like that yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. And that's why so many YouTube creators get like burnt out because it's just, yeah, the the recording and doing whatever might be fun. But that's only like a fraction of your time. Like, yeah. we'll spend double the amount of time editing throughout the week that, as we do like recording the podcast. Easily. Yeah, yeah. easily. This easily. is like the the quickest part. This of is the, the quickest part. Yeah, of the yeah, work. exactly. Yeah. yeah, the amount of time it takes to film one it, podcast it, goes into like each edit. Two yeah, hours to record yeah. and set up and record and take down, and then like yeah. another four hours Five throughout the hours week. Yeah, so like just yeah, edit yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, which is which is the unfortunate side. But I think that's why a lot of like kids are like, oh, that's like the number one job that kids, recent polls. I mean, it's it's a good life. It is hard work when you actually get to a top level and you can't get there without putting in that kind of work. But it's a good life to have, you know, at least you get to do what you love. What you love, yeah. But they just don't see the actual hard stuff behind it. Exactly. And also like, I feel like everyone has to get to this point before they end up getting an editing crew. Like Logan Paul, the first like three or four years, he was definitely doing a Mr. Beast, same thing, right? So like right now we look at them at the top, but they obviously had to go through the same thing. They definitely put in their 10, 12, 14 hour days. And like really like, because like, Let's be honest, right? Like, no one really likes to, like, edit that much. Or, like, or, I love editing. You like editing? fun. Yeah. But, like, I feel but, like cutting down footage, like, every day. Like, if you're if you're a daily vlogger or if you're, like, yeah. a daily person, like, at a certain point, it gets, like, monotonous. Cutting, very, cutting like, footage is the worst part of editing, in my you opinion. Know? Cutting footage is the worst. Making the edits, making it look fun and cool That's, is yeah. probably the most fun That's, part. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, definitely right about that. I mean, yeah. Mr. Beast is still pulling 20-hour days, dude. Yeah, yeah, got, man like wakes, man sleeps four hours, wakes up, does YouTube, goes to sleep yeah, doing exactly. YouTube. It's crazy. Like, I don't think you can be a good creator if you've never edited. Because you have to yeah. understand yeah. the edit yeah. side of it. Even if you don't edit anymore, that's completely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At some point, yeah. you had to have edited your own yeah. videos For sure. to actually know how to create the story because you actually made it from the content, not just yeah. recorded yeah. it. Yeah. That's you a great point. But yeah, like props to you guys. You've been like putting out like on every platform. So like yeah. that's crazy. Thank you. And we also have four people. It's, it yeah. makes yeah. a lot easier. That is true. That's talking about this. Yeah. yeah. Uh, four yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Four people. Like we're able to like cut up the work so that everyone yeah. is doing the same yeah. amount of work every yeah. week. Because like, if this podcast was like two people, I'd say I think we would have ended oh. maybe three months ago. Like also like like this is a great time. Like kind of shout out Ari. Yeah, I was just about to say Ari. In the beginning, like at least the first two weeks, we had like no structure, right? Like we were all like in school like super busy with finals and already kind of like not only e- edited the actual podcast but he also edited the um like the all the tiktoks oh made wow. the schedule edited yeah, the tiktoks was basically like a full-time for all we would do is show up for the actual film and we're like mm. dude like we cannot do this like, this guy was the backbone of our yeah. that, that was just for the first week that was just yeah, like, that was the first couple week. weeks but, we, yeah. we split it up even yeah, yeah but even now like you still carry a lot of the yeah you still the, carry a lot of tiktok editing also, and like, making these you have the yeah, most like experience out of all of us so i feel like we like it's like natural to, for us to like fall back on the person who has the most experience, right? But like, it's like, like we're like pretty lucky that like you know Ari's Aww. there. So, 
Dude, my YouTube experience consists of making music leads and then uploading them to TikTok. Dude, oh my god. I was quite the creator back in the day, bro. My Beyblade battles in third grade. Funny you mentioned that. You know what my first YouTube channel was called? Beyblade Rocks 44. With two Ks. That's why I couldn't find it all these years. I could only find it if I logged in myself. I could never find it search yet. Wow. Why? Was it because it was 2K? Yeah, I didn't know how to spell it. And because it's such a oh. random name, it doesn't show up. But if yeah. you spell it correctly, it's the only Why thing. Why don't you up. give Ubi a background on the infamous Tubbs channel oh, right here? Because oh, this, yeah. is, this is oh, a pretty God. famous YouTube you channel. Wanna, do you want to see oh, the yeah. original channel? I can, I'm, I'm I can pull up a video real quick. Dude, this is like we all gotta start from somewhere. We all gotta yeah. start from yeah. somewhere, man. So while he's pulling it up, we're gonna play yeah. like a TikTok clip, and it's just gonna be the exactly. <laughs> his YouTube video in the bottom half. So basically, <laughs> let me give you a little backstory. This right here, his alter ego is Lil Tubbs, mm -hmm. right? Lil Tubby, Lil Tubbs, whatever you want to call him. He is the YouTube. He is the content creator. I don't know what rapper. to call him. Yeah, he's a rapper. He's he, he does everything, man. He he's put out music. He has his own oh, merch. I write, but I never put anything. Nice, nice. But anyways, when's the EP? Hey, you coming? put it in my heart. Man. Oh, you man. put it out in my heart. <laughs> the EP's been in process for like five years now. <laughs> That's actually kind of what I was thinking about when I talked to you about the creative process. Cause yeah. like after I stopped, I, so I made that second YouTube channel in sixth grade, mm -hmm. and then in seventh grade is when I started writing music. Mm -hmm. And so I had that for like many years throughout high school. Whenever I was kind of like just had anything in my mind, I would just kind of write, and that helped me a lot. Yeah. Then once, like, towards end of senior year and going into first year of college, I just kind of stopped writing. Oh. So that that point, I just had zero creative outlet until this podcast came out. Gotcha. And so that's just, like, yeah, it was a big change, you know. But, yeah, th this was, like, my first channel. Sitting here, look at that. Second video, 727 views. I'm oh, wow. Saying. Ninjago Final. Yes, but, dude, sir, I used yes, to watch sir. that show. Yo, Ninjago is a good show. Good yeah, show. Yeah, for sure. Great show. Oh, All right, so now kind of <clears> turning <throat> to the medical field, right? You said you're in med school. Mm -hmm. So at least for, like, you know, the typical Indian, like, immigrants, like, oh, like, you got to go to doctor, got to go to doctor, right? They force a lot of their kids to do that. So why did you actually want to do it? Um, you know, like, yeah, just take us through that process. Like, what was that like? Yeah, sure. So, like, my, my most simple answer is, like, I couldn't imagine myself doing anything else like i I've, I've like explored like a lot of career you know past like venues through like you prem you remember our robotics team right yeah back back in the day so national I, delaware yeah. yeah exactly so like we had like a community-based robotics team and at that time i was interested in doing automotive engineering and i started getting into that and then i later realized realized in high school like that this is actually something i don't want to do for like my entire life i wasn't like that interested in it and um eventually i just started exploring different career paths i took this like there's this mini med class it was like a simulation of a med school and i used to go to that like at night um at i think it was njms right new jersey med school oh, yeah. and i was like it was like the best thing i've ever done like it was so interesting we like pulled up cases x-rays of like the brain and then there was just like scans of the brain and there was just professors just you know talking about the different uh diseases that could occur in the human body and just i was just so fascinated i was like maybe this is something i'm interested in and i would love to continue to do this for like my entire life and then so then i was like you know that that was like the nail in the head and i was like yep i, I definitely want to do medicine uh i got i became a licensed emt so i started doing emt work and I started shadowing doctors. I was in the OR for, you know, a heart surgeon. Wow. And it was just Dang. like completely, you know, I would like get lost in it for hours. It was so interesting. 
And so I was just like, yeah, I, I'm definitely sure this is something I want to do. Dude, that, that's like really great to hear, honestly, because I feel like these days, like especially with med, Indian parents just force their kids into the med yeah. field. Mm-hmm. And then you see once they actually come to go in, into med school, they all drop out and they yeah. all switch to business. Yeah. You know, like yeah. all of my <laughs> that, brother's friends. The greatest <laughs> career path change <laughs> of all time. All of them, med all to business. So many of my brother's friends all were thinking, yeah. okay, in high school, oh yeah, I'm going to go med. They started pre-med and then changed to business because yeah. they just don't want to do it because I, I've i always said this. I think med is the one field you can't be forced into. Yeah. It yeah. is too yeah, much fine. work, too, too much, much school, studying, too right. much studying yeah. to go into and spend your whole life doing that, delaying your pay, delaying your job and delaying everything to not love the field right you know which right. is why i have so much respect for people who actually go into med yeah. because they really want to mm. you know you can't fake liking med yeah you know? and i think yeah. that's a big problem right now dude i i was i don't know if i've talked to you guys about this but like the past semester honestly has been the, the brute like the brute of it but i've low-key been considering switching into med so strongly oh because i've always like because okay at first i thought i wanted to go into political science like you know got early yeah, high school yeah, yeah. times and i was like this is not for oh, me yeah, people just don't want to listen they just want to talk in JSA. political science yeah <laughs> and like in all of that and law and all that so i kind of like dropped that idea but i've always enjoyed med and i've always thought i'd be like good in medicine i've dude anatomy was one of my favorite classes ever senior year of high school and it wasn't even because like i had a ton of people in my class there were only like a couple people that i was close friends with i just enjoyed learning what we learned in anatomy and it was stuff that like i picked up pretty easily and like I know medical dramas are not even close, but the medical drama part was not the part that I found the most interesting. It was like the, like the doctors in the show analyzing different diseases or analyzing a situation. And again, even those parts are not at all realistic. Studying Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, like like good good doctor good doctor was so a good doctor. And then like um, there was another one that came out. Doctor House. No, it was. Oh, New Amsterdam. New Amsterdam. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I've always enjoyed medicine, and my my dad's always been like. And it's never to push me into medicine because he always wanted me to go to comp side, but he's always like, oh, you'd be so good at medicine. Why didn't you go medicine? Mm. But never to like push me in that direction because he also wanted me to go comp side first. But I don't know. I've always just kind of in the past like month, semester especially, considered being like, hey, what if I just switch into medicine no, real quick? Another doctor but, like, No, honestly, like I, I commend know. you for being in med because like for the, like, the yeah. amount of like med school shortages that they're all like, so, like students and doctors in general, like we need more doctors coming into this world because every single year we face some new disease which we're not able to like counteract or solve easily and at the same time when we're trying to cure people who have those diseases we have a large shortages of doctors and one of my cousins who's a doctor um spoke about this and that's why she's like she's she has this facebook group with over like two hundred thousand uh mds and, oh like, wow and the clinical professionals wow. and like the whole thing is trying to like is trying to advocate for better lives for doctors to make the field more likable Mm -hmm. so that there's more doctors that come into the field and that's like a lot of the work that she does because she's now a retired radiologist turned political slash public speaker and like that's like the basis of what she does now so for real i commend you for being in the med field because i could never to be honest i actually want to tackle that point right because like Mm -hmm. i feel like what you were talking about how like doctors are like there's a shortage of doctors because of the fact that like people don't want to go in that field or they don't they they can't counteract a certain disease i feel like one issue with the doc with the shortage of doctors is the fact that like they don't believe in the healthcare system that we've built in this country mm-hmm. and that's a whole other issue that's more of like a policy thing but i feel like that's one reason why they're because a lot of people are looking at you know you're you're, you're paying all this insurance that you're still getting billed sixty thousand dollars for like 
a, like a surgery, you're getting billed like a thousand dollars for something that's really like two hundred dollars, right? Like the amount that hospitals, insurance companies are like taking advantage of patients. A lot of people don't want to go into it because they don't want to feed into that revolving negative feedback loop, right? So, like, what do you think about that? So, um, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Of uh, so, I feel like um, doctors get like they spend so much time in like training and stuff like that yeah. to like even start like I I don't even know how some some doctors are able to like talk about like issues like this and try to like advocate you know things like that. But it's like we're so swamped with like too like too much things to remember memorize and get oh. training and that like i feel like by the end of it we just want to practice and like start yeah. treating patients and then that the problem is that like these like insurance companies you know uh politicians kind of take advantage of this fact and say like oh we're gonna push policies and we're not gonna get really much pushback because first of all there aren't that many doctors out there and also they're probably so tired after at the end of this they just want to treat patients and not get involved with any of this you know outside stuff Mm -hmm. so like at 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 that point i feel like that's where insurance companies are like oh yeah this is they they make this like system where we kind of like uh have to like buy into because there's like no pushback on it and additionally uh politicians have to you know they push their policies with like for example like covid or something like that so i feel like we need like i feel like doctors should try and like get into social media a little more and like try to push you know what their opinions are and uh try to like about policies and things like that so the public are more informed about them and like um also like yeah just getting their opinions a little bit more from doctors because you know these insurance companies the uh, politicians are they're gonna have certain agendas that they want to fulfill so uh it's tough to like just go on the basis of them so yeah yeah. i have i I do agree with that i I think there has been like you mentioned there's been a trend like especially during covid of more people in med going into social media like you see a lot more doctors dr mike dr mike Mike. Mike. they all show up and they start giving their little facts they disprove things on tiktok dude dr mike came to our school you know that oh really during covid yeah we had a zoom meeting with him because snhs sponsored like a like we, it was just like a not a meet and greet, but he gave some little talk about something. It was online, but we were on Zoom so call with. Mike came to our school. Yeah, online, <laughs> yeah, virtually. You guys go to the same school? Yeah, yeah, oh, we all went to the same high school. Yeah, oh, high school. No, but yeah, but yeah, he came to our, our high school in Zoom form because he hopped on a Zoom call what with all of us. Um, he gave a speech. I forget what it was about now. It's been like two years, but. He gave a speech about something. Oh, man, it's been too long, man. I was too worried about like some math test that day. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool. Like we had a and A session with him. We got to talk to him for a little bit. It was interesting. Cool. Yeah. I have to ask you, what is what are what what are you gonna be specializing in once you finish med school? And have you have you already started rotations yet or no? No, yet? like this is I I haven't even started med school yet. To oh, be so fair, oh, it's gonna so be your first year. Yeah, yeah, my oh, first year. Okay, yeah, okay, but okay. for in terms of like specializing, um, as of now, I'm thinking gastroenterology. Mm-hmm. So that's just like you know colon, uh, intestines, mm-hmm. basically yeah. stomach, you know, gallbladder. Is there a reason that you want to specialize in that or just? So actually, yeah, um, I actually had like a few problems with my like own gi tract like a while back and i actually had to consult the gi doctor mm-hmm. and like the way he like walked me through the process i was just like amazed and i was like i that's like someone i want to become he was like my role model after that and right. like the the patience the like compassion and he was just like there with every step of the way and i was like you know what that's someone i would you know want to be one day and i would like to help other people like right. do struggling you, do you like still keep in touch with him Oh yeah, yeah, of oh, course, really? yeah, oh, yeah. Really? Wow. So like, I'm, I, I would like he, he wants me, like he wants to know like 
which other doctor that I've been to, how's my treatment regimen going mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I keep up with him still. He's See, super I love chill. that, man. I, lo- I love that, like, when people actually have doctors like this. Because I feel like so many people I talk to, they don't really, like, have a relationship with their doctor. Like, they don't really know them in general. Yeah. Like, it's so cool when doctors make that effort and actually, like, be that compassionate on, like, a human level. Yep. Not yeah. just, like, I, oh, you're my patient, you're my business, you know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like one thing, which I kind of want to touch back on, but this is a great, like, kind of segue to it, is, like, how, how do you guys, like, obviously, you haven't been in med school yet, but, like, how is that, like, ethical dilemma, right? Because I know so many doctors, okay, granted, it's in India, but in India, but also, like, here, where they, like, to benefit their own practice, private practice, or benefit, like, the bottom line of that their own, like, their, their selves, they prescribe medicine that doesn't need to be prescribed. I know mm-hmm. you, you had mm-hmm. some problems with that, too. So, like, how how is that, like... First of all, do you guys get trained on that, educated on that? Number two, like, maybe that's the reason why people don't have, like, a relationship with their doctors, right? Mm-hmm. So. That's fair. So, I, I honestly don't know about, like, are, are you talking about, like, over-prescribing sometimes or, like, just prescribing just to, like... Both, like, over-prescribing, but also, like, prescribing something just, just to prescribe. It, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. So, I don't know if they train that in med school because I, I haven't really started yet, but um, I can tell that... Um, sometimes sometimes it can get a little like uh shady with that because i remember i went to before i went to um uh what is it called my gi actually consulted a doctor at chop so like children's hospital of philadelphia whoops (laughs) you're good (laughs) we're good right yeah Yeah, yeah, so i went to chop and then the the doctor there was saying like um you need to take you need to actually go on this shot called remicade for like your your condition right and like looking through forums and talking to my primary like gi like my main gi he's saying like that's not really necessary but like the problem the thing was like if i had gone on to remicade it would have been like more profitable like it was Uh, a it's definitely more expensive for my health insurance right so and then i would have to drive down to their hospital every week and get a shot but i was like i'm not trying to do that like there there must be like an easier way out so my GI told me straight, it was like, yeah, you don't need to do that. You're fine. You yeah. can just take this and you'll be okay. Yeah. And so I feel like sometimes, yeah, it can get a little shady with that. Like if, if a doctor can see that a certain treatment could be a little more profitable, it could be a little shady. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not entirely sure. I probably have to like read more about this and like yeah. see if like uh, doctors are like if this is like a legitimate problem. Because I know sometimes uh, doctors feel pressured to prescribe like uh like painkillers and like yeah. and like some patients take advantage of that saying oh i need more i can't deal with the pain but it's like really they're using it to numb the pain that they are experiencing so and then they get addicted to it yeah, so yeah. That, that's a that's a bigger problem so yeah it's some it's like both ways right patient and right right so the, that i feel like that depends on the relationship you build with your doctor like uh if you can trust your doctor to uh like prescribe the right medications and find like a good doctor and also the doctor also has to have some trust in their patient knowing that they wouldn't like overdose or yeah. try to like you know take too much medication yeah. so two-way street yeah, yeah. kind of going back to the uh, doctor shortage we were talking about earlier so obviously like there's less and less people becoming doctors there was a huge growth in it over the years but last year we saw a bit of a downtrend on it mm-hmm. and one of the states that made a change towards like resolving this was tennessee i don't know if you saw tennessee recently passed a bill that made it so that you no longer have to do your residency in the U.S. to become a doctor to practice in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And there's obviously good and bad sides to it, but what do you kind of think about that? Or do you think that's an overall good change that they made? Do you think that's helpful? Or how do you feel about that? 
So um, honestly, like I would have to look more into that. But as of now, I, I would think that it's it's a step in a direction. So, I mean, it's something is better than nothing, in my opinion. And um, the, the thing is, like with this, you won't really see effects until like later on. I feel like with a lot of these stuff is like it sounds so good initially, but then like, you know, years down the lane, it has some kind of unprecedented effect you could have never yeah. predicted. So as of now, yeah, I would see that that's, you know, not bad. But like maybe things, I don't know, they would have to check with credit, you know, accreditation. Like is is the same credentials being analyzed in that country versus the country they're being moved in, which is the U.S. So are they on the same level of training? Because I know here it's like intense. There's a lot of a lot of hoops you have to make sure that you fulfill and jump through and requirements that you have to satisfy. So um, I know that it wouldn't be beneficial if they just take any doctor Mm -hmm. respectfully saying because of the different, you know, standards that they have right. and yeah. you know uh what do you call it? rules that they have to you know fulfill that, yeah. that was my exact reaction when i first heard of this I, I didn't really see it as like that amazing of a change in my opinion just because like my first worry is that other countries don't have the same standards like you said yeah and my immediately my immediate thought was india just because those are the stories i heard you right, know, my right. parents telling me about how the doctors are there yeah. and how yeah. they're trained mm-hmm. and so i I personally don't know how I feel about that <laughs> because like yeah. other countries, they don't have the same level of standards as in America. And I feel like, yes, we have a doctor shortage, but I don't know if the best idea is just to make it so that people from other countries who don't have the same standards as us come in and then offer less, like not up to standard healthcare Correct. to the patients. Yeah. yeah. And this is uh, honestly, I'm, I'm just going to put it as I'm not trying to like bash other doctors like yeah. or like downgrade them. It's just like, it's just different. Like, you know, yeah, just different right. qualifications. Yeah. So like, yeah and and also like i think this is also trying to like step up from covid because like we've lost so many doctors since covid a lot of doctors retired they're saying yeah we can't do this because it's just it was such a strain on them not even just doctors like even other healthcare professionals like nurses too which is why we have a nurse like i feel like every year there's always a nurse shortage like they always say like we're short on nurses and just other, you know, healthcare professionals. Yeah, the nurse shortage is even like a bigger problem yeah. in the medical community than the doctor shortage. Because yeah. you lose the ability, like doctors just can't be there to handle all like the smaller, exactly, one yeah. like one like off tasks. But nurses are generally there to help doctors and like assist doctors. But yeah. like there's there's such a big shortage in nurses. Doctors obviously yeah, we have a shortage. Yeah, 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 like yeah. I feel like, I feel like nurses always go like under the radar. Like they're yeah, not really appreciated sure. at the same level yeah. as doctors, oh, even yeah. though they have to go through so much training as well. Exactly. They have to go through yeah. so much school, and then yeah. at the end of the day, they still are the ones taking care of you. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. I think like me, like all four of us, the other day we're talking about like kind of like recruiting with our respective fields. So like I, none of us are going into med. So kind of like take us through like. Okay, like you do four years of undergrad, you do four years of med school. Mm-hmm. Like, what's after that? I know, like, your specialty is your specialty, but I feel like everyone has to still go through like a standard. I think it's like a ten-year process in total or something. Yeah, so, pretty like, much. How yeah. do you do that? And then, how how are the app? How's the application process? How's all that? Like, the med app. Yeah, med app. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tell us, tell us about the med app, man. <laughs> yeah, I got you. So yeah, um, four years of undergrad. So actually, it's actually not like. There are actually like new routes that have opened recently to like speed up the process for uh, people becoming doctors. So there's something called like BSMD or BSDO programs. So right from high school, you can do a combined degree so that it takes less time to become a doctor. I believe there are like seven year programs. So you just complete that in seven years instead of eight. And um, there's also, uh, yeah, that's, that's a route. Or if you do the traditional route, which is like, four years of undergrad and then you apply to med school and then you get into med school four years of med school and uh then you would do residency which is what you're interested in like 
yeah. starting to specialize in. And if you want to do a further specialization, it's called like fellowship. So like mm. my my thing would be, let's just take my example. I would do residency in internal medicine and then I would specialize in uh, specifically GI. Okay. And then so where do like rotations come into play? Rotations is, I believe, uh, third year and fourth year of med school. So I would, that's oh, when I start okay. to like, kind of like go through um, like the different, uh, what do you call it, specialty. So it'd be like, there's surgery rotations, there's OBGYN. So like a bunch of these different, you know, roles that I have to like go through. But yeah. Um, and then like, I don't know, I don't know what else they're trying to do. But like, there, there's, I feel like they should have uh, more avenues for like, shorter uh what do you call it education spans for these mm. uh, doctors because it just takes too long like 10 years is yeah, crazy yeah. and like when there's a physician shortage and you're like pumping out doctors 10 years later like yeah, it's just yeah. it doesn't help like i feel like the numbers are just going to keep going down is whatever i know oh, oh, you're good you got it is that ever discouraging to you like knowing that yeah. like you, you are kind of like in the middle of it now you finished yeah. your undergrad so now mm -hmm. you're going to the med school part of it but is it ever discouraging to you now or in the past where you you just see ahead so many years of more school and think like ever considered switching or did you ever have something like that I, yeah i'm gonna be honest like of course so many times i was like yeah maybe this is not for me there's something huge that goes on in like med school specifically is like imposter syndrome yeah. it's like when uh you start doing this stuff and it starts to get like difficult and you're still going through a process but then you're like am i really this guy or am i really up to the you know standards my yeah. yeah am i him <laughs> am i really him so like yeah i've had i actually had like so much of that like when i was taking my mcat and stuff like that i felt like you know maybe this is not a career for me because i feel like i i can't step up to it but then the only way to like you know offset that would be like you know creative outlets mm -hmm. you know yeah. starting to like but like you know uh go out you know play basketball play tennis clear your mind a bit and then try to reset yourself so that you kind of realize who you are and then you're like okay yeah i think i can do this and so yeah it is it is discouraging sometimes but like uh keeping the end goal in mind like one day i can help people save people that's that's definitely yeah. like a motivator yeah i feel like one thing is like you were saying like discouraging but like like you were talking about the MCAT. Yeah. I was always like, what? Like when I was younger, I was like, oh, SAT, MCAT, same thing, just you know. LSAT. SAT, LSAT. Yeah, yeah LSAT. Like, SAT is for high school, and then MCAT's like for undergrad to go into med school. So like, <laughs> that's that, how you like, know you're Indian. You just assume that everyone in college has to take the MCAT. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, I literally yeah. thought that. Right? So like, tell us for real, like, how hard is it? How hard is the MCAT compared to the SAT? Like, what are the, what are what, like, if, if there was a Venn diagram right now, right, like right. an MCAT and the SAT, like. What would you put as the differences and similarities? Gotcha, gotcha. So, um, I'm not trying to sound cocky here or anything, all right? Yeah. But like, but the SAT compared to the MCAT was like a breeze. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. like, um, SAT was like pretty straightforward. Like, especially I was, I'm like naturally good at math, obviously because I'm Indian. So like, yeah, it's in the blood. Yeah, yeah. So, so the math section was not too bad because like I just just built in. My mom's also like a math supervisor, so she's like, I, it was it was like ingrained yeah. in me, right? Yeah. Obviously, I struggled struggled with the the, the English section like like <laughs> yep. any other. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> terrible. I hate it so much. Reading comprehension. So yeah. yeah. So uh, obviously, I just had to like focus on that part. But like, I, eventually, I was like, okay, I can like after like practice and stuff, I could like get my score up right. So it wasn't too bad. But oh yeah, the MCAT is like a different breed. It's like it hits different. Like um, there's like uh, four sections, right? And it entails like all the subjects you learn in undergrad so that's like biology biochem orgo 
Um, so organic chemistry, chemistry, which is just general chemistry, psychology, sociology. And um, yeah, basically, you're just you're just slapped with like all these, you know, subjects at once. And one thing I like told people that, you know, they that surprised them was like, it's it's actually all entirely reading comprehension. So it's like they give you like scientific articles, basically, with like, you know, data and stuff like that. So you actually have to read through and it's not like straightforward questions like what is the chemical element this it's like you read through it and then you have to infer certain stuff and then based on that information then you have to answer so like yeah there are a few straightforward questions but like it's like reading comprehension on crack mixed with science too because that's what's what's gonna have to do in the real job yeah like it won't matter it's just preparing you for what is going to come in the future so exactly. if you're able to do it on a test you're going to be able to yeah. blossom yeah, yeah. I, have, I have a question though is it very much like uh for the sat a lot of people say it doesn't actually matter how smart you are it matters if you learn how to take that test because right, like yeah. you need to understand how to take the sat if you if you're good at like figuring out strategies on taking specifically the sat yeah. and learning how to take the test then you'll do well in the sat is it like that for the mcat where it's like if you learn how to approach these problems on the MCAT, or if you learn, if you just do a ton of practice problems, understand the test fully, is that going to help you on the MCAT, or is it that's a good question. kind of that, more yeah, of like that, a mm-hmm. yeah? That's a, yeah, that's a good question. So yeah, it's it's like that. You got to understand the test because um, it's like the MCAT's more tricky too. So like once you start recognizing those patterns, like you start seeing like where they're trying to trick you, um, and like recognizing how to take the test. And yeah, once you like develop that kind of like strategies and like understand how to take it, then eventually it becomes like an SAT kind of. But yeah, those Yankee flashcards helped you. Oh yeah, yeah, they came in clutch. It was like you don't even know how many times I had to review, you know, those every day. Like just seeing the same card over and over again, and then just questioning your sanity too when you see the same card the next day, but then you completely forget what what it was about. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was almost like a nine to five, basically, for like wow. studying um, a, for that test. And then weekends was just the practice test. So I would have to take a full you know, practice test. It was like seven hours long. So <laughs> yeah, so like my Sundays were shot. I didn't do anything else on Sunday. Just take an exam and then chill the rest of the day. And then you got to review that um, and then just study more. So, so wow. like... In terms, like you know, like high school, like you do the SAT, but you also have like grades and you have like extracurricular activities. Is that the same way for like undergrad to get into med school and then med school to get into a certain residency that you want? Yeah. So here, I'll I'll break it down. So undergrad, you can have like you can have like the perfect score on the MCAT and you can have like a four point GPA, but I've actually looked into people who still got rejected with that because they didn't have any clinical experience, they didn't have any volunteering, they didn't have any research. And they didn't have any just community volunteering oper- uh, like on their resume. So you have to be all rounded. Mm-hmm. You have to do like all these activities and you should also have, you know, the scores and um, the GPA to back. Out of the four things you just said as like extracurriculars, which do you think are like the strongest and which do you think are like the most important out of the four you just said? So most important definitely is clinical mm-hmm. experience. You got to like be in the field because they want to see that you're interested and like learning things inside the medical field so like for me that was being an emt like i got to actually like help treat patients like by assessing their vitals i was in the back of the ambulance so like helping them like you would see like a patient who would be like on the floor like after an injury so transporting them into you know that back of the ambulance that's the best experience you're gonna get because you're actually getting hands-on experience um right after that i would say 
research is very helpful because it just helps you know learn different medical terms and scientific terms as well as the research process mm -hmm. so yeah i did alzheimer's disease research so it was super wow. interesting um and just learning like how the drug we were using actually increased certain like glycoproteins inside the the mice who were studying with mice the mice body and uh just helping increase the amount of uh i believe i forgot what the term is i'm blanking right now but it, there's like this certain thing that grows around a neuron so in alzheimer's disease that degrades but that the drug we're using actually regenerates that and like makes it like bigger so just you know learning those terms and understanding that in the scientific community i feel like that's also important too i have to ask you yeah. what is your weirdest patient experience that you've had mm, yeah. like working with a patient like the most abnormal thing a patient has done to you yeah i got you so um obviously i can't tell the name but like uh i was i responded to a scene in you know a nearby town and uh there was uh just a call from it was actually a 911 call from the neighbor so the neighbor called saying like, uh, there's something going on with my neighbor, right? And so we, we pulled up and obviously when we come with the ambulance, there's always a police car that comes with us just in case things go south, right? right. So um, we go down uh, back inside the house. There's no one there and we're like kind of confused. Like, all right, where is this neighbor at? And then we start to look around, move. We go towards the backyard and then they have like a forest in their backyard, right? So we start to walk inside the forest and like halfway through we see a blue tarp just on the ground right and so we walk up towards the tarp slowly uncover it we see a guy there and what? um he's alive he's okay. fully breathing he's <laughs> oh good <my> so, <laughs> he's good but he is conked out like out of his mind he's just unconscious right there's like beer bottles all around like the area and so we, he has no idea where he's at. He thinks he's, like, on, like, a different planet, right? So we have to walk up to him, tell him, like, sir, you, you slept here all night. Like, the last night you were just outside under this tarp in the forest <laughs> sleeping. And we had to, like, kind of, like, tell him, like, you're just drunk out of your mind. And we kind of need to, like, take you to the hospital because your, you're, like, mental conscious is just out of it. And he, wow. he, he couldn't even say anything. He was just, like, completely gone. But... Yeah, that was that was probably the craziest story. I didn't expect a nine one one call to be like that. Like, wow. that's crazy. I was expecting something more gruesome, you know, something. But there's just some like there's just some weird calls that you'll get. Yeah. Have you ever have you ever had it where like the cop actually had to get involved because it's like a dangerous scenario? I don't think it got to ever to that point. Um, because like most of the cases we had, like even when the the patients got like a little like aggressive, they would they would also not hit us. They would be verbally aggressive. Like really? Yeah, yeah. They 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 go crazy verbally, but like luckily, no one like made any advances to try and like hit was, us. Was anything. it always the old patients? Not surprisingly, no. Sometimes really? it's like a mix. It's like old or young. I feel like it just depends on what kind of person you are. So like, even if you're a young person, but you also like have that like retaliation factor in you, yeah. then that can hit when. Like, well, like, what are they like? You you're there to help them. Like, yeah, exactly. I don't understand yeah. that. Like, you're there to support them. Why right. the hell would they be yeah. like deferring you? That's a, that's a fair point. Um, because like sometimes they're just not in the mental capacity to like understand that, and like like sometimes they're psychiatric patients too. Oh, so like okay. they they have like some kind of you know mental illness, and they don't fully understand the situation. Um. Some people we call are like frequent flyers. So like they'll call like every week, even though when there's no problem, but they'll see us every week and they just take advantage of that. And, and 
they'll say like oh there's no problem but like we still have to check just in case that one time we go there is like an actual emergency right, so right, right. we still have to respond to those but they'll just call and they'll know that we still have to come so then they'll just keep calling us every week they're trying to get those freaky flyer memberships exactly yeah, the, the yeah, miles plus program yeah yep one free trip how often do you get how often do you get there and um how often do you get there and someone is actually in like need but they try to deny like wanting help because of like you know having to pay for like ambulance fees or whatever stuff like that oh, post. that's that's such a good question i literally had a case like nearby my house and it was like at a restaurant and this old woman she was so sweet like um but her blood pressure was like near like it was so low it was like i don't even know how she was like talking to us she was like drooping like this yeah. while eating her food mm. but like we we spent like half an hour in the ambulance saying like you need to go to the hospital because your blood pressure is like really really low like dangerously low for your age and she kept saying no like no i can't go like i'm scared because i'm afraid that i might go into like debt or like i i might not be able to pay for this i don't know what my doctor is gonna think if i if i take this ambulance but like eventually we were able to convince her saying like i mean like we have to like take you like there's there's no other option yeah. and she was like we had to like we had to play the card saying like um uh the paramedic was like saying like you sound you sound like my mom right now like you like i care so much for you right now mm -hmm. so like we had to say that to her and then finally she was like all right i'll go to the hospital wow, wow. but yeah, yeah. that was such it was Whoa, so tough it was crazy. yeah, yeah. It's so sad and like the, the worst part about all of this is that like you want to be able to help them but at the end of the day it's still a business it's still a, still an industry you still have mm -hmm. to get paid for this stuff yeah which, which is yeah. And you can't say it's a bad thing because, like, obviously, if they don't get paid, no one's going to do the job, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is why I have so much respect for EMTs, paramedics. Yeah. They, like, they barely get paid anything. They work these crazy shifts, exactly, crazy yeah. hours. But they're also, like, again, backbone of the healthcare exactly. system, too. Yeah. Just out of the kindness of their heart, they do this stuff. Yeah. yeah. What? Um, this is, like, more so about when you get to a place, when you're working as, like, a volunteer. When you get to a situation, what's, like kind of the steps that you guys take while you're there like what's the first few things that you guys do like in like scouts because i used to be a boy scout like it would always be like check the area yeah, yeah, yeah. it would always be like your first thing if someone gets like hurt in any situation first you gotta like make sure the area is fine that if you go into that area you're not also gonna end up in the same situation mm -hmm. what was it like for you guys like what what are like the steps you guys take you got the real quick yeah, sorry to cut you off both you guys are Eagle Scouts. I just realized this. Yeah. So. Let's oh, get it. It's almost like they just said that. <laughs> <laughs> I said Boy Scouts. I didn't say Eagle Scouts. Um, Distinction. Uh, final yeah. rank. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. final rank. That's a yeah. yeah, so you actually got the first step nailed on the, on the dot. It's like scene safety. Because if you go in there and let's say um, I get injured and my coworker gets injured, that's three more patients we have to deal with instead of just one. So it's always scene safety first. You got to make sure the scene is safe before you, you know, enter anything. And that's why, like I said, we always have like a cop car with us yeah, for backup yeah. or police officer because if things go south, we don't want more patients. We're trying to reduce the amount of patients that we're treating. So scene safety is always a must. And then once you go in, once you establish scene is safe, uh, check the responsiveness of the patient. Um, obviously, uh, if they're not responding to you, uh, then that's that could be a problem. Um, check their pulse. We gotta need to know if they're alive or not. And um, 
Yeah, there, there's no pulse. Chest compressions immediately. CPR. We gotta get the AED As out. As Doctor Mike says, chest compressions, chest, chest compressions, compressions, chest compressions. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> is it actually like to the beat of staying alive? It is. It is. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That, that, that got me through my. Uh, <laughs> uh, staying alive. Exactly. Staying alive. That's what got me through my CPR certification in high school, man. <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah. So chest compressions. If they don't have a pulse, if they do have a pulse, but like they're barely breathing, we ventilate them, and then. Yeah, then it's just a lot of more like secondary assessment stuff, but that's like that's like the main thing, like airway, breathing, and circulation is what we're mainly looking at gotcha. for all these emergencies. Yeah. So before we uh, go into something else, I want to go back to the application process real quick, and not to get like uh, too political on this, though, yeah. but uh, you're talking about the things that are important for getting into med school, mm-hmm. and obviously recently we had the reversal of affirmative action. Right. How big of a do you think it is that affirmative action was there in something as serious as med because in Mm. med it doesn't matter what race your doctor is you want the person who is most equipped and most prepared and most eligible by merit to get in and be officially trained to handle you you know and so do you think that the affirmative action change what was that already existing in med or was there no affirmative action for med schools you know um no there's there's not really affirmative action for med schools it's um yeah, they don't really have that. It's it's more of like uh, I I couldn't tell you. It's like they do scholarship programs oh, okay. um, yeah. to fund or financial aid, mm-hmm. but no, there's no such thing as like affirmative action mm-hmm. for med school. Yeah, see, I think that's absolutely like amazing because like ha- having uh, scholarship stuff obviously is helpful and it still benefits like in the same way affirmative action was originally meant to help. Yeah, but without actually putting a bias towards race, gotcha. you know, with yeah. something like med, I feel like it should be completely based off merit. Mm. Yeah, so it's good that they didn't have that there. I'll have a quick counterpoint to that. So, um, so this is this is actually like a tough topic because obviously, you do want a doctor who's like like qualified right. and has the yeah. qualifications to treat you. But um, a problem that we're seeing is um, sometimes like race is important. Sometimes it's mm. important to see your own race as a doctor as well. That's true. Because yeah. they have more insight in certain like health problems mm. about their own race, and they can better treat you. So. When we see a lot of like, let's, I'm just gonna give an example, mm-hmm. African American patients, and they don't see their own, you know, people or own race mm-hmm. as doctors, it can be a problem because I've heard like certain certain things with like hair care products, like they have like yeah. they have like different hair uh, consistencies and like mm-hmm. hairstyles. So like when they come to a doctor who can't at all relate to what they're, you know, complaining about or like you know their complaint is about it can get a little tough and then just like things certain things like um how they grew up or like culture and stuff like that it's tough to like relate to a patient when you've never been through or experienced what they've experienced so that's why um yeah they can be like merit-based you can have the most qualified doctor but there's also a personal aspect to it. Like you mm, need to be able point. to be relatable. You need to be able to build a relationship with a patient. That's I, a yeah, I'd honestly say medicine is actually one of the fields where I think, mer- like, where affirmative action may have the least consequence in really? terms of because if you think about it in like something like CS or something like business or even business is a little bit different. But CS engineering that's fully ma- like it doesn't diversity of thought matters less so in the fact that like that's only the creative aspect of engineering, but a brute part of engineering is like the actual you know, skill. the, the, yeah, the, the, the skill yeah. aspect yeah. and in that case yes like <clears throat> merit is the most important thing but when you get into professions that are more uh interpersonal so like especially social yeah social sciences right, and yeah. not just within medicine itself but maybe in like um psychiatry or right. psychology in places like that especially 
then I think diversity of opinion, diversity of thought might matter more because you need that like different aspect. So I honestly think that like, I, I again, affirmative action in its core is, not, is something that's like super highly debated. Yeah. So you'd need to have some balance of like, you know, helping people who are in less developed areas or who, are, who need the assistance to get into places of better positions. And then you also want people who have the right merits to get in. So there is a lot of like controversy there. But I think in medicine, honestly, because it's very interpersonal, it's one of the like, you know, one of the top top jobs like, yeah. you know, medicine, engineering, business where you kind of do want that slightly more diverse opinion, I think, in my opinion. Yeah, that, that's a great point. I actually never thought about it that way. See, that, that's why, like, affirmative action is, like, such a complicated issue because, so like, yeah. there's so many sides to it and it mm-hmm. applies so differently to so many fields. And, yeah, that's a great point that with yeah. with med, you do want someone you can actually relate to and have a good conversation with because you need to trust them, you need to know them on a personal level. Now, let's kind of switch over to some fun stuff, all right? Sounds not good. that med is not fun. Med is super <laughs> fun. <laughs> Before we get to our last segment of Famous Five, I kind of wanted to um, kind of talk about North Brunswick and kind of like the relationship we ha- like not me and you or yeah me and you but like oh we're dating <laughs> oh, you relationship dating yeah like, oh, that's so cute like, guys like, <laughs> like tennis right number one because like, yeah. I know you like and um your cousin you guys would always we're like, better than you yeah well yeah. Oh, that, that, that's like I, <laughs> you gonna take that from <laughs> actually I will but also uh, like but also like, but also, bro, like <laughs> <laughs> no pushback no pushback but also like you know you guys always like you guys are always working hard all that type of stuff so like what's one thing you thought was unique about our community mm-hmm. that was like because like even though we were in like a bigger community we had our own little circle yeah right it's so like we had like a block parties were all in our area right all yeah. that type of stuff it's so like what's one thing that like you noticed that you kind of took with you in that in that little like kind of bubble that we had but also like what's one thing that you like one thing that you learned and took away from it and one thing that you wish that you did during your childhood at that time yeah so um you never realize the like importance of community until like later on like a lot of like the people that like come over for like get togethers and stuff are like literally old neighbors from that same group yeah so when we were like kids we didn't really think much of it we were like oh yeah there's someone to play with you know let me just play with him his name's frame right (laughs) um basketball soccer cricket all that kind of stuff we played football too but yeah, at the time it was just fun, you know, to find people your age and just like engage and like just not be isolated because it was just nice to have a good time. We'd be at each other's pujas, you know. Um, I would come to your house, yeah. He would come to mine. So just being connected like that, I feel is like very important to like a kid's growth and also just like a family's growth because you kind of understand the sense of community and like feeling like belong like you feel like you belong somewhere and like you identify with a bunch of people yeah we just talked about this last week in in a sense yeah yeah Yeah. so so that's definitely important and um i realize that now because like a lot of my friends are from that same community so that's definitely important and um yeah what was what was your other question i think it was just like what's one thing you wish you could have done then that you didn't do one thing i wish i could have done honestly no no regrets like i i love that community so much like we had so many great memories we built so many strong ties we're actively like looking out for each other and like we're like investing in each other's like goals and stuff like we're so happy when you know either one of us you know does well and there's no like bad blood or anything like that so Mm. It's just amazing. Great support, yeah. Prem claims to be, like, the most competitive person in, in our friend group. So, really? So, oh, he, he actually he won, won most competitive in our year. He won most competitive oh, senior year. Yeah. Really? First of all, that was a joke. People no, oh, no, no it, I mean... Oh, wins a win. Wins a win. Okay. So is that the only dub you got? Because <laughs> <laughs> oh, you lose all these games, oh, right? Oh, no. <laughs> 
It's that seat. It's that seat. It's that seat. This seat, dude. Something about this seat. Oh Last time we had a guest on, they yeah. sat in the same place. It's it creates beef and tension, dude. I love it's it. Always I love it. Man. It's always his prem, man. It's always his prem. Well, I don't know what I've done, bro. No, I'm sorry, bro. I, I, don't, I don't mean it. Obviously, I don't mean it. Like, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, he means it. He means yeah. it. He's like, wow, that was the only <laughs> one. The only one you've ever had, man. Every single one. Most competitive, but least likely to win. Oh, <laughs> that's wild! Smoke. Holy! That's not as high worth because oh he finally beat me at basketball. Basketball, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. oh wow! Well, you gotta, you gotta beat me again, bro. Yeah. You know what? Now you're gonna get F on the list before I even heard it. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Speaking of the list, let's get into it. Whoa! whoa Our top. I'm not trying to get on the list. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, not that list. The top five list for this week. Why don't you get us started? Oh, are we doing video game characters? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's all you. It's all yeah, your decision. It's, it's, it's our first guest, Famous Five, man. Yeah, it's our first time a guest has done it. Oh, nice. All right, all right. So, um, I don't I actually don't have my, like, I have to think about it a little bit. But, like, yeah, top five video game characters. Yeah, just take all us right. from five up to one. If okay, possible. okay. So, number five. Damn. I'm going to go, number five, I'm going to go Luigi. Oh, yeah. I think he's Ooh. underrated. Yes. Oh, for sure yes. underrated. And, like, he's, he's low-key good on, um, as a main on bros brawl super yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so yeah yeah that was our game bro yeah, yeah dude, dude, right under your head you luigi brother now man Come yeah, on. yeah yeah exactly yeah. so i'm gonna go yeah five luigi four damn i gotta think of more games give me a sec four i would do um take your time let me think what else video games have you guys played you can hit anything you, yeah it's all your list, list. All, all right, list. I, I actually might just stick to Smash Bros. Okay. All right, all right. So top five Smash characters. Yeah, yeah top, okay. top five Smash characters. So four, I'm gonna go Samus because I feel like yeah. underrated. Um, again, and also like the special goes crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. on Brawl. Yeah, 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 yeah on Brawl. Yeah, 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 it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, yeah. Um, three, I'll do Kirby. Cause yes, let's I'll go. I love Kirby. Kirby. I love Kirby. A lot Kirby. of people main Kirby that I know of, and uh, really annoying to play against. Uh, always, I'm not gonna say it. Well. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. taking the person the, in. Yeah, 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 yeah. The slurp. Um, okay. <laughs> the <laughs> slurp. Pause. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Can I, you, I don't know what you're Can you reenact about. that for me? I'm not familiar. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, okay. I, don't, I don't really play Smash, right? So just give me, like, a good, accurate yeah. description of what he does. So so basically, Kirby sucks in the character inside, <laughs> inside I'm, I'm having trouble, like, picturing it. Picturing it? So, like... <laughs> like that, like that. With the wind and everything. With the wind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the animation. Yeah. That just oh, made for wind. such a good clip. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, and then they get that ability after okay. you suck in the guy. Yep. All right. Yeah. 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 Pause. Pause. Yeah. Yeah. Play. Pause. Play. Um, okay. So, number two, I'm going to go... I'm gonna go Mr. Game and Watch because I feel like Ooh. I feel like um, he's if you really understand how to play with him, you can really like you know uh, yeah. do well. And I feel like nobody really picks him too. Mm. So I'm yeah underrated too. And like also once you main him and like understand how to work with him, you can really like do a lot of good damage. And then number one, I'm gonna be super biased because I've mained him for a long time, Thank Ike. Thank you. Yeah, I Ike. One too. Okay. Because Ike's Ike's special also goes crazy if you like, you know, use it well and it's an immediate kill. Um, and like just if you know how to like deal with uh the different combos with Ike mm -hmm. and just timing is huge with him. Mm -hmm. So if you're able to like get that down, you're gonna you're, you're See, gonna I, I never like playing the melee characters. They're so strong, but they have such shit recovery. That's I true. Can't yeah. stand That's it. true. And yeah. I, I'm someone who needs a lot of recovery. I'll that is guy, true. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
I think that's a solid list, though, honestly. I like, like that, yeah. I feel like it's very unconventional, especially now with Ultimate. Ultimate kind of changed a lot. Mm-hmm. Bro, but on Brawl, I can't believe... If, if, if you based off yours for the top five Super Smash Bros. Brawl characters, right? Yeah, yep. I can't believe you didn't put the most broken Brawl character of all time in there, man. Meta Knight. I was gonna... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meta Knight, yeah, yeah. Meta Knight was Meta broken as broken. fuck yeah. back in Brawl days, man. Yeah, he true. got patched in Ultimate, but yeah. in Brawl, he was crazy. Yeah, that's he's a great He's an easy choice. one to me. It, like, I, I never used him really, but he mm. was so who did you, broken. Who did you main? I always play Pokemon. Pikachu? No, 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 no. On, 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 on Ultimate... I always play Lucario or Greninja. Okay. I played with Lucario a couple times. Lucario is good cool too. Lucario is cool just because yeah. like, he's my favorite Pokemon. My dog's named after Riolu, which is oh, like, nice. the evolution. And so I just love playing Lucario. And I think he has like a really cool ability because his is like, he's weak at the start, but he has his aura ability, which means the more damage you've taken, the yeah, stronger so. you are. Yeah. Which kind of oh, sucks because you pretty much have to play a life up the entire time. If yeah. you're one stock down, you're, you kind of got no shot. Yeah. Yeah. But he's really cool to play with though. Does Pikachu have... Pikachu, is Pikachu even in Brawl? I don't even remember. He yeah, is, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I yeah. think if you didn't put Ike in there, I would have been pissed. Because yeah. number one, every time we played, you always had him. I was, number yeah, two, I you put always. me on to him. Like, he's my main two. Like, yeah. you put me on because of, yeah. So that's... That's that a great character, bro. I think he's a great guy. One guy, I think you missed. Yeah, such a good guy. I know him personally, too. Yeah. <laughs> First name. Snake. <laughs> Ooh, back Snake. Oh, Snake. Snake. Yeah, was Snake good. was pretty Snake good, was yeah. Good. I loved his glider. I loved his sniper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had one of the best animations for his specials, I think. It was pretty cool yeah. back in the Wii days, man. That crazy animation. Yeah. 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 Dude, I used to I used to make Kirby because, obviously... I think, dude. The thing is, I you never. You would main Kirby. Yeah. Why, why, why would I main Kirby? I know, yeah. Why would I main Kirby? Huh? T- tell him why he would. Tell me why I main Kirby. Because you love sucking men. <laughs> oh my god, bro. Dude, I think it was like it was a broken character. It was a character that you could play easily without having like a lot of skill in brawl. Mm. I'm sorry. Continue. Easy learning curve. Yeah, yeah easy yeah, learning yeah. curve. And when I first started playing brawl, I was playing with friends who. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted, he just spilled water everywhere. <laughs> okay. Speaking of sucking. Yeah, yeah. So once you suck that water back in, like Kirby, I'll explain why. I used to start playing, uh, I used to start, I started playing Brawl with like people who were good at Brawl. So Kirby was like an easier learning curve to where I could yeah. kind of level up to like some of their standard. And I kind of just got stuck with it because I never got a lot of experience with any other character. I don't remember playing against or with Kirby too much on Brawl, but on Ultimate, bro, you remember Nico? Yeah, yeah. Oh, he was cracked. We had this one friend in high school who would be really good at Kirby on Ultimate oh, because he has this like anvil move where yeah. he just kills you. Oh, I remember that. Oh, that move and it was so just, annoying. It would be so annoying. Yeah. He's in he's in the army or navy now, right? Isn't what? he? I thought he was gonna go professional f- soccer. No, Wait, different Nico. Oh, that's so wild. Different Nico. That's, I thought, that's like a way. Uh, the other <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's at the music school. Oh, really? He's doing music? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, I mean, yeah, I know he left music. I was about the wrong guy. Nico who? Santos. Santos. He was, uh, he was in band for a bit. Or no, for all of high school. Yeah, he was in band. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. he went into Berkeley. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, interesting, yeah. interesting. Another no, another went. character I forgot to mention was Ness. That was Ooh. also oh, like, Decola went into sorry, Decola. <laughs> oh, Decola went into like the <laughs> navy. Okay, all right, continue, continue <laughs> no, no, on. Good, yeah. I, was just saying, I just remembered Ness. I, you remember Surya? Yeah. He used to main he was Ness. At your grad party, bro. Yeah, no, no, yeah. but like he, back in the days, I'm yeah. saying for we. So he would he would main Ness and <laughs> PK power PK freeze. Oh. That was so oh, annoying yeah, to play against. No, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. I will gladly say I've never played a game in my life. What? 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 You've never played Smash? Never. Not Brawl, not Smash. Wait, what was your 5 and 4 again? Wait, uh, yeah, run through, Luigi, run through, yeah, run through so, your list. So, top Damn, 5 Smash characters. <laughs> top 5 Super Smash Bros. Brawl Damn, I brawl. forgot already what I said. Alright, let me see. Top 5 was... Oh yeah, Lu- 5 was Luigi. 
Yeah. Four was Samus. Three was Kirby. Two was Mr. Game & Watch. And one was Ike. Okay. Um, yeah. I think Game & Watch is a little high. I think Luigi <laughs> yeah, is high is. also. Luigi, I love as a character. I wouldn't put him up there in Smash. I mean, he was put into this list before we got to Smash characters. He originally That's was just true, as a video game character. Luigi I put him at five. Top tier, man. Mario so so overrated. Overrated, yeah, bro. Yeah. Hey, Luigi got the hype, man. <laughs> yeah. Luigi has a complex story as well. I mean, tell me about a story. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to say. I, was I know it's complex. I know it's complex. I'm gonna defend my boy Mario. All right, Mario Kart. I am undefeated in Mario Kart using Mario. I have never lost with Mario. Okay, I'm gonna destroy you right now. Let's play Mario Kart with Hold Mario. On. I will bring my Switch. Who's who? Who means who? What do you mean for Mario? Mario Kart, Kart Baby Luigi. Baby Luigi. What about y'all? I used to play Baby Luigi for a while, but then after a while, I just... It's because he's Mario, the Mario, bro. The, baby. the character... Mario? It's the wild win with Mario. I'm doing Toad. Lose. I'm doing Toad. Ooh, Toad. Toad. Mine's Toad's Baby good. Luigi as well. I'm baby telling Luigi. you right now. Yeah. No one is... You just couldn't Mario think of another character. Yeah, he just... No, I, I was, straight straight up. Honestly, I was straight gonna say Donkey Kong. Mario, Mario's, Mario's good. Mario's good. Yeah, he's very balanced, too. That's the thing, yeah. The game's named after him, No, that's true. Wow. Playing baby characters is always, like, better, in my opinion. Nah, You get the... <laughs> oh god! You must yeah, apparently the list did happen. I'm on the list now. Who's on the list? I'm definitely on the list. All right, sorry, all right. So let's give let's give our rating. Starting with Rishi, what would you get, rate as? All right. List? Well, I've never played any oh, of this in my yeah. life, so I know Luigi. So I know Kirby. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, honestly, the rest are pretty like not, not characters well, I would even know without yeah. playing, bro. See, um, yeah. I'll give it like. I'll give it an eight point seven out of ten. Hey, that's okay. high. Wow, that's, that's high. Good. That's a high. Okay, list. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna give it six point five. I think not having Fair. the the Meta most Knight? broken yeah. the game yeah, yeah, in yeah. all days is a huge miss. Yeah. Missing the number one spot by that much, I, I think he's that's got to take it down. Uh, you miss Snake. I think Snake was huge. Snake was a good one. Yeah, Snake was two missing two big characters there. I think Kirby was pretty good. I do think Luigi should not be on that list for Brawl, but yeah, I, I think 6.5. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say I agree on the Luigi part. Luigi being on the list for Brawl is not that great, but it did start off. I can't blame you for putting it there because it did start off yeah, as just yeah. the character yeah, list, yeah, yeah. and I would put Luigi at the 100%. top of character list. Yeah. So, again, honestly, it's the same stuff as him. Missing Snake, missing um, uh, missing Meta Knight. I'll go a little... I'll go a little higher. I'll give it a seven because I do like Mr. Game and Watch just because it was a. It's an interesting pick, and yeah. I think he's a strong character if you know how to play him. Yeah. But yeah. I give it you a guys suck. I give <laughs> it you guys just me. I give it. A, well, <laughs> you've never played, bro. Yeah, so. I'm just gonna. I give. Yeah. I give him a seven and a half. Again, same reasons Ari, but one thing that Ari. Uh, mentioned earlier that he didn't include here was Lucario. I feel like Lucario is a great character. Lucario mm. was Lucario didn't have um, aura in Brawl. I think he wasn't. He wasn't even a crazy strong character in Brawl. <laughs> no, he was right, just like in Brawl, he wasn't. He was just a regular he was like just normal. Yeah. Oh really? I think yeah. Because so. he didn't have his aura power. Yet, Wait, who is Ike's like other guy? His brother? Mars. Well, not my bro- brother, but yeah, yeah, Mars no, like Mars like the yeah Mars yeah. the same like. I forgot about Ganondorf too. Oh, and Mr. Falcon. Was Ganondorf or Falcon? Oh, oh, Mr. Falcon. Oh, yeah, Falcon. Falcon. Mr. Falcon. Was Ganondorf good in Brawl Days? I know in Ultimate. No, he was good. His his his, his power, like his hits, were crazy. Like if you time, yeah, yeah, yeah heavy, heavy, but he was yeah. slow. One of my so friends slow. loves playing Ganondorf. It's so annoying. And I forgot Fox and Wolf too, or I think uh, they're. Oh, the, yeah, they're yeah, right. Right. I don't know. They were that popular. They were okay. They were okay. Wait, who are the twins? In the Net? game. Oh, oh, uh, n- no, isn't that Net? Lucas and Ness? Yeah, Lucas oh, and I, th- I thought they played, no, no, like, together. There is no. someone who plays in pairs. Yeah, someone plays in pairs. I forgot oh, who it was, though. Actually, Loki wanted to know. Yeah, Let's yeah. check that out real quick. There's also, Al- 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 what was his name? Alamar? 
Oh yeah yeah yeah. That's Who's on here? He's from um. He has like the helmet, the space helmet, the and like a bunch from? of. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I forget like, the game he's from, but right. it's like a random. I have uh, the brawl oh, characters Sonic list pulled up. Oh, ice, ice climbers, ice climbers. Oh, yeah. ice climbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, ice climbers is also a good addition to this yeah. list. I enjoyed playing yeah. with them. See, oh, oh you, you, Prem did mention to me before Captain this Falcon. that you love Zelda. Yeah. Did I? He mentioned to us. Wait, are you questioning whether you like Zelda or not? No, because I I never remember saying that. Oh no, I thought you did. Cause no. like you, oh, oh. <laughs> I, don't, no. I don't think you got that right. This dog. is the thing. Prim just doesn't know <laughs> just anything about this stuff, and then he brings <laughs> he it up. Brings and it he's like, yeah. I was like, I know about, I know about Smash Bros. I, I know about, about Smash Bros. Bro, you said he made Zelda. Like, <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> you, you said, said that he, he made always Zelda. Play Zelda, and I was like, do you mean Link? And you're like, no, Zelda. <laughs> oh, Link's another good character. I like yeah, Link. Yeah. Damn, I was gonna ask you if you played Tears of the Kingdom. No, no, oh no. You know why I said that? You know why I said that? Because we always pick the Zelda temple to play with. Yeah, that's oh, a map. Show. Yeah, the map. <laughs> Sorry, that's why why. Because that was just like a balanced it's map. It's like a good map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, here's a real important question. What color?